the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. Who shall be able to stand? What a penetrating question. God's Word clearly tells us what we must stand against lest we fail to fight the good fight of faith. We must love, not hate. We must forgive, not seek revenge. We must pray for and be effective witnesses to the lost so that they can be found, no matter what. We must stand on the firm foundation of the church that Jesus Christ built, for we know that the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Have Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander teaches us today. And Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching your gospel. Fill me with your spirit as we preach a message for the times in which we live. These are indeed perilous times. Help me to be a prophetic voice to the lost, the unsaved, to the church, to the nation, a prophet to the nation, not being ashamed of the gospel, for it is a power of God unto salvation. In Jesus' name, and all God's children said, turn with us to the book of Romans, chapter 13, verse 11, and then 1 Timothy, uh, chapter 6, verse 12. And then keep your Bibles open because you will be moving around the scriptures as we preach the text today. This is Maranatha Bible Church. We reference our Bibles. We use our Bibles. We annotate. We write. And we process the word of God for spiritual growth and maturity. Amen. Romans chapter 13 verse 11a says, And do this, knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. Then 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 12a says, fight the good fight of faith. Fight the good fight of faith. And from these two scriptures we want to preach and other scriptures as well. Who shall be able to stand? Who shall be able to stand? This message is so loaded until I will not be able to finish it today. So I'm just going to take my time because I've divided it up. Lest you not be able to receive all that we have. You can give so much that you get choked. So we want you to be able to eternalize and digest to the glory of God. Who shall be able to stand? We live in a fallen, sin-cursed world that is ever increasing with crime. As we look around us, we see violence, rape, gains. We see and we hear lies, 
and see schemes, deception, corruption, murder. Then there's idolatry, psychics, witchcraft, prostitution. In this nation, we have racism, terrorist attacks, political upheaval, and natural disasters. We have had racial unrest in various cities around our nation as a result of police shootings, and even police are being killed in revenge attacks. If people aren't crazy enough, there are a number of states in our nation that have legalized marijuana. We must not allow civil government to define our ethics as a Christian. All of this is being done in the name of tolerance and equality, while the law of God is being discarded and and even the Ten Commandments have been removed from many of our public facilities. Beloved, the Bible is the eternal truth of God's word. I say it again, the Bible, this Bible is the eternal truth of God's word. It is inspired. It is infallible. It is the rule of God. The law of God is life. The Bible is a must. The Bible must be preeminent. It must transcend culture because it's the only thing that can help us in times like these. How many of you know that the days in which we live are evil? The Ten Commandments have been discarded in many public places and removed. But the Bible still, even when it's being removed out of public places, it does not change in the midst of a changing, sinful, degenerating culture. Let me just show you how significant and profound the scripture is. Psalms 119, 142 says, your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your law, this book of the law is truth. Psalms 119, 160 says, the entirety of your word, the entirety of the Bible is truth and everyone of your righteous judgments endures forever. In the same book, Mark chapter 13, verse 31, the scripture says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. The Bible is the supreme book of books. It's the word of God, and we're going to be held accountable before him one day as to what we do with it, or what we don't do with it. Why don't you say amen? amen? Satan is relentless in his assault on family values. And we have a society and government that is becoming more anti-Christ with a blatant disdain and hatred against the word of God. There's a disdain against Christians. People are anti-church. Uh, and not to mention even more, Antichrist. In other words, you can say anything you want, and vulgarity knows no bounds. Just don't mention the name of Jesus. Sadly, countless people in America are calling what is blatantly evil good and what is good evil. 
The scripture says this book in Isaiah chapter five, verse 28, it says, woe to those who call evil good and good evil. As countless Americans are celebrating and glamorizing sin, Christians must passionately celebrate Christ and be a witness for him in these last evil day times. In light of all this and more, what should be the response of Christians? Paul urgently admonishes and instructs the church at Rome and us today about the times we are living in and tells the church that it's time for the church to wake up. God is not waiting on Hollywood. He is not waiting on some rap star. He is not waiting on the White House. He's not waiting on the government. He's waiting on his church. Our nation, the United States of America, is becoming increasingly secular, attempting to divorce God out of every sector of society. Christians are being targeted and persecuted for the cause of Christ. And if we refuse to stand and be a voice in the wilderness and make godly decision in a godless culture, we will not be able to turn the tide and keep this country from imminent destruction. The signs of judgment are ever so present all around us. And what is so sad is that our nation and even Christians fail to be like the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 32, which says of the sons of Issachar who had an understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. My friends, do you really understand the gravity of the perilous times we are facing today? Behold, right here in America, we have an out of control debt crisis. We've had raging wildfires on the West Coast and devastating hurricanes and floodings where there was a tremendous loss of life and property. Behold, the signs of God's judgment upon America is imminent and the signs are all around us. Behold, the increase in violence where there are mass killings of unsuspecting victims in public places, religious venues, and even our schools. The sons of Issachar understood the times and knew what Israel ought to do. Can that be said of you do you understand, do you really understand the times in which we live and do you really know what to do in light of these times? America is at a critical crossroad and we need to humble ourselves and pray. We need to repent and return to God now or we shall face imminent destruction just like the other nations preceding us. We have selfish, ungodly men and women in the leadership of our nation and even in the church who need to be removed from office. And we should vote in God-fearing, righteous persons who will take a stand to preserve our Judeo-Christian values. Proverbs chapter 29 verse 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the, when the wicked man rules, the people groan. God posted watchmen on the walls of Jerusalem to guard the city from surprise enemy attacks, lurking enemies, and suspicious activities. 
God set watchmen on the walls of our nation to sound the alarm when there is impending danger. The purpose of the watchman was to watch carefully night and day and whatever they saw, they were to announce so that God's people would know how to respond and prepare. In the Bible, the book of Ezekiel chapter three, verses 17 through 19, the word of God reads, son of man, I have made you a watchman for the house of Israel. Therefore, hear a word from my mouth and give them warning from me. Verse 18, when I say to the wicked, you shall surely die and you give him no warning nor speak to warn the wicked from his wicked way to save his life. That same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood I will require at your hand. Yet if you warn the wicked and he does not turn from his wickedness, nor from his wicked way, he shall die in his iniquity, but you have delivered your soul. You know why I preach the way I do? Because I don't want to be put in God's divine chastening woodshed. I don't want to get anybody's whipping and I don't want to stand before God and say, you know, I told you what to tell the people, but you didn't. And so their blood is on your hand. I hold you accountable, Draper. God has set me along with other pastors around this nation as watchmen on the walls of America. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by political correctness. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by tolerance. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by relativism. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by greed. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by deviant sexual perversion. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by same-sex marriage. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by premarital sex. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by gender confusion. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by gender fluidity. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by gender reassignment surgery. The foundation of our nation is being destroyed by sensual dress, debt crisis, and witchcraft, just to name a few. Psalms 11.3 says, if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? With that being said, I will transition to a key question that we need to address. What does God want his children to know about human government? I'm going to tell you some things that ABC, CNBC, Fox, and every kind of other station I can't name out there, every cable channel. Let me give you some insights because you ought to be able to find in the house of God and here in the house of God things you won't here out in the world. And you know what? So many preachers have become afraid to preach the truth, but only the truth of God's word is going to set people free. Why don't you say amen? amen? What does God want his children to know about human government? This is powerful and you need to listen and write because people need a word from God. Number one, every government 
is established by God. He said, what? Yes. Every government is established by God. How do you know that? It's in the Bible if you know your Bible. The Gospel of John chapter 19 verse 11a says, Jesus answered, you could have no power at all against me unless it had been given you from above. Romans 13.1b also says, everyone must submit to governing authorities, underline this, for all authority comes from God. All authority, you say that's in your Bible, is in there if you haven't torn that page out. For all authority comes from God. Wow. And listen, and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. Is that what I'm saying? It's in the Bible. There it is. The second, number two. Now, you, many of you already choked on that one. That's enough to choke on. Number two, even sinful governments are used by God to do his will. Now, now that's a bigger one. Even sinful governments are used by God to do his will. You say, where, where is that? In Second uh, Chronicles chapter 36, verse 17. This is one of many scriptures. Second Chronicles 36, 17 says, So the Lord brought the king of Babylon against them. The Babylonians killed Judah's young men, even chasing them into the temple, the holy place. Babylon had no pity on the people. This is a pagan foreign nation, killing both young men and young women, the old and the infirm. Look what, look here. God handed all of them over to Nebuchadnezzar. Listen to me, beloved. If we fail to repent and return to God, unrighteous rulers will be raised up by God over our nation to chasten us because of our rebellion against him. Let me say that again, because you're not going to hear this outside. Hear it in the house of God. If we fail to repent and return to God, unrighteous rulers will be raised up by God over our nation to chasten us because of our rebellion against him. The third thing we need to consider about human government is this. We should pray for those in authority over us. He said, how do you know that? Because of what the scripture says. We should pray for those in authority over us. First Timothy chapter two, verses one and two says, therefore I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made to all men for kings, and that's presidents too. That includes all the, all the prime ministers and all of these personalities that are in charge for kings and all, and all who are in authority that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. You want peace in America? You want godliness in the godly to rule? You want a quiet nation? You want a peaceful life here in this country? 
then we need to be praying for those in authority, whether you voted for them or not. Those who are in authority really need our prayers. Why? Because therefore I I exhort, first of all, that supplication, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life. You don't want the turmoil and the calamity. You better be praying for those who are in authority, from mayors to those who write textbook curriculum, to governors and lieutenant governors and congressmen and senators and presidents and Supreme Court, and on and on it goes. Let me tell you something. Change comes through prayer for our nation's leaders and not through intimidation, threatening, and ridiculing of our elected officials. Let me say it again. Change comes through prayer for our nation's leaders. If you don't like what they're doing, then vote them out. And some of you are not even registered to vote. Change comes through prayer for our nation's leaders and not through intimidating our elected officials, officials, not through threatening our elected officials, not through ridiculing our elected officials. God says you don't intimidate, you don't threaten, you don't ridicule, you pray for them. This is what the Bible says. And if you go against the scripture, behold, judgment shall come. Number four, we should submit to those who are in authority over us. We should submit to those who are in authority over us unless they ask believers in Christ to do that which is forbidden by the word of God. We are to obey those in authority over us unless they are asking us to do that which is forbidden by the word of God. I'm going to give you a number of scriptures in Mark chapter 12, verse 17. It says, and Jesus answered and said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. In other words, pay your taxes. If they're mismanaging tax money, misallocating tax money, then vote them out and put somebody in who will do better. But don't you, do you, don't just don't pay your taxes. You'll, you'll, you'll lose your house. You even lose your freedom. Why don't y'all say amen? You better find a way to pay your taxes. And, and look, pay it, don't even think about it because you got to pay it anyway. You, you pay it, you got to pay it if you're mad. You got to pay it if you're glad. So just pay it. The scripture said, look, and, and Jesus answered and said to them, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar. That represents government. And to God, the things that are God. And they marveled at him. First Peter chapter two, verses 13 through 15 says, Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinances of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme, verse 14, or to governors as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good, verse 15, for this is the will of God. I said again, for this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. 
Acts chapter 5 verse 29 also says, but Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. They were preaching the gospel and the government was saying, don't preach the gospel, shut up. And they said that was infringing on what God had commanded them to do. And they said, we will not shut up because it is better to obey God than man. You obey the the laws of man until it contradicts the word of the living God. Number five, number five, do not expect human government to rule righteously when all nations are ruled by sinful men and women. Listen to that. I hope you write this down. Do not expect human government to rule righteously when all nations are ruled by sinful men and women. They're sinners. They may lead the country, but they're, they're still sinners. They still fall short. The, uh, the many have uh, deceptive. Many have ill motives and all kinds of things. Listen, if you're looking for a righteous judgment, someone who sit and rule righteously and justly uh, in the White House or in, as, as a prime minister or, where, or as a king in any country, you're going to be waiting a long time because once they get there, they not might let you down. They will let you down. They will matters. Doesn't matter whether they're independent, Republican, Democrat, Tea Party, whatever. They will let you down. Do not expect human government to rule righteously when all nations are ruled by sinful men and women. There will not be a righteous government on this side until Jesus returns and sits on his own throne. Let me say it again. There will not be a righteous government until Jesus returns and sit on his throne. You say, where is that? In Isaiah chapter nine, verses six and seven, it says, for unto us, a child is born unto us. A son is given the government underline this. The government will be upon his shoulder. When Jesus comes and he rules from Jerusalem, the the government of the world will be on his shoulder and you will see a righteous global uh, ruling from the Lord Jesus Christ, the likes of which we have never seen in human history because God is perfect, because Jesus is sinless, because Jesus, Jesus is honorable. He is he has equity. Uh, Jesus is perfect in his decision making. Jesus is the all wise God. There is no righteous government on this side. You can go to Canada. You live in America. You can go to Uganda. You can go to China. You can go to Korea. You can go uh, to Philippines. You can go to some island. Wherever you go, if you stay stay there long enough, you will find corruption in government. The signs are clear by a preponderance of the evidence. It is increasingly difficult to distinguish between the churched and the unchurched. Church attendance among millennials is alarmingly low. We are spiraling downward when we should be soaring upward for the cause of Jesus Christ. Children of the only true and living God, wake up! If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, 
please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. As children of God and in obedience to Him, we are obligated to bear life-giving fruit through our witness to the unsaved and unchurched. In doing so, we are blessed when we are passionate about carrying out the Great Commission to reach lost souls for Christ. The Maranatha Bible Church family invites you to join us on Sunday, January 29th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate Bring a Friend Day. Be our special guest and bring a friend. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.